0: I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned So you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there. And welcome to the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of Adventures of com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 30th episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to tune in to the last episode Where I talk about how to screen buyers or renters for your mobile home investing business and how to confirm the information on the applications as you get them while at the same time prioritizing which applications you run first. I also cover in that episode. How exactly do you select which application to go with once all of the information has been verified and the steps to take moving forward? This is the third episode in the series. You can find it along with the show notes at www.app. AdventuresInMobileHomes.com/slash/twenty-nine, and that is the number twenty-nine. Okay, so let's get started. So last week I talked about the process of screening buyers or renters when the applications start coming in. How to go through and prioritize these applications, and how to eventually pick the right applicant and the way to do it for your mobile home investing business. Again, you want to take your time when choosing an applicant. Don't just go with anyone or someone based on feeling. You have to put all of the data together in order to make an informed decision. So this means going back and seeing if they went through all of the steps correctly. Did they do what they say when they said they would do it? Or did they take their time? Were they flaky? How were their mannerisms at the open house? Were you comfortable with them when you met them in person? Or did they make you nervous? How about the application? Did they fill it out correctly and provide you with all of the information that you needed? Including any extra paperwork and/or documentation? did they turn in the paperwork when they said they would? And did everything check out on the application? after you confirm the information? These are the questions you need to ask yourself before you make a decision. Go over everything in your head about each applicant that you're thinking about approving. Look at your notes, look at the data, think back to what really happened and ask yourself, based on all the data here, as well as my notes, is this applicant a good fit? Be honest. Because the last thing you want to do is fill the home with the wrong person and have to take back the home in the future. Now, if you need to refresh your memory and go back to it, be sure to check out episode 27, 28, and 29, which are all part of this series of how to screen buyers or renters for your mobile home investing business. But today, I want to talk about the closing process. Once you've selected your applicant, did all of your own screening, and your applicant has been approved by the mobile home park. Meaning, after being approved by you, The applicant went to the park office and filled out an application for the park, for the lot, and they passed the application process. Now, if you've got a good relationship with the park manager, usually they will call you once your applicant has been approved. You do have to follow up during the process as park managers get busy too. So, a general reminder about your applicant would help. So, you get the call from the park manager that your applicant has been approved. What is the next step in the process? And how do you close with a buyer or renter? Including... What do you do in the meantime before you actually close the deal once and for all? This is what I'm going to go over today. But before we move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Do you need help with your mobile home investing business? Do you have questions? that you need answers to? Maybe you have a potential deal in the works, and you need a second opinion from an expert. Perhaps you just need someone to help guide you and get started. But you don't want to spend thousands of dollars doing it. Well, look no further. If you need help, with your mobile home investing business or plans to be a mobile home investor, I do offer mentoring to those who need it. Get the help you need and your questions answered from me, an expert who has the experience and invests in mobile homes day in and day out. If you'd like to learn more, go to www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash need help. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash need help. Get started today, and I'll talk to you soon. Now, back to the show. Okay, first things first. So, you get the call from the park manager that your applicant, the one that you picked, passed the application process for the park, meaning the lot, and is now approved to live there. Great news. Now what? Well, the next thing to do is to talk to the applicant and go over the next step in the process, closing the deal. Meaning, they give you the move-in fee to move into the home, and you give them the keys. But before you can do that, there's a couple of steps you need to take. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So, what's the first thing you need to do? Should you take your signs off the home? Do you tell callers the home is no longer available and take it off the market completely? Not so fast. Why? Because a deal isn't closed until the people you choose to live there are in the home, have physically moved into it, And done all the paperwork for the home, including giving you their move-in fee, and you give them the keys. It's not a done deal until you've done all that. Don't assume just because your applicant has been approved for your application, as well as the parks application, that it's a done deal. But... You say, after all, they paid for the park's application fee. Wouldn't they go ahead and close the deal with me and do all of the paperwork? After all the time and energy they put into applying for the home in the park? Believe me, things come up. And I've been down that road once before. I had made that same assumption on a home I had on the market. It was a small family, husband and wife couple. They had done the walkthrough on the home during the open house. They had done everything I asked them to do. They seemed very low maintenance and a family I wouldn't have issues with. They passed my application process. They had good income and a good landlord-paying history, both past and present landlord. No criminal history record that I could find. All things I went over in episode 29 of this podcast, if you need to go back and refresh your memory. So, they passed my application on my end. And then they went to the park office to fill out and turn in the application for the lot to live in the park and be approved as residents to live there. They were approved in a matter of days. The park manager called me to let me know they had been approved. She told me, She had spoken to the applicants and had already set a time to meet to do the paperwork for the home. To me, it seemed like a done deal. So I stopped marketing the home. I told people calling in there were already applicants who were approved and it was just a matter of signing the paperwork. I was all ready to close on the home as soon as these applicants did the paperwork for the park. Well, guess what? A few days afterwards, the husband texts me and tells me they changed their minds. Apparently, his wife didn't like the home as much as she thought she did. It turns out that she really wanted something newer. This home was the same year as most of the homes that I buy, usually around the mid to late 1990s. And yes, I do remodel all of the homes that I have on the market. I'm guessing between when they were supposed to sign the paperwork and now, the wife started getting second thoughts. I thanked the husband for letting me know. I told him to keep in mind that they could fix up the home even more, if they'd like. And there was insurance on the home, if anything were to happen. I was going to do a lease with option to purchase agreement with them as I tend to do with the majority of the homes that I have on the market. He said okay and thanked me for my time. After the call, I called up the park manager. I told her what happened. She couldn't understand it. As she said... They were very eager to live there and told her that they were very interested in the home. She said she'd call them and see if there was anything she could say or do, and so she did. But she got voicemail, so she left a message, but they never called her back. So you see things happen and come up. And you never know what will happen in the future. In this case, there was nothing I could say or do to these applicants. Honestly, the last thing I wanted to do was to put people into a home they didn't really like. That would have been a recipe For disaster. As I've learned from the past, it's much better to put people in these homes that appreciate them and want them than people who don't. And most people who end up in my homes are usually upgrading, not downgrading from where they presently live. And that is one of my formulas for success in this business. Now, I won't talk about this here in this episode, as it's a lot to cover. But I may cover it in a future episode down the road. So stay tuned. Getting back to it, even if you have applicants who have been approved by you, and the park, the deal isn't done yet until the paperwork has been signed for both you and the park. The applicant give you their move-in fee, and you give them the keys to the home. That's when you know a deal is over and done with, and you can move on. Until then, you have to continue to market your home in the park. Even if you have applicants who are approved and you have a good feeling about. Anything can happen between now and when they have to sign the closing paperwork. Anything. So, continue to take calls and show the home until then. Yes, you can tell people an applicant has been approved for both the home and the lot, though they have not signed all of the paperwork yet, so the home is still on the market. This gives hope to people who are interested and still want to see the home and are serious and keeps your options open just in case things fall through with your current applicants that have been approved. So, let's talk about closing the deal. Again, this will be the first part in a two-part series, as there's a lot to cover. After you get the call from the park manager that your applicants have been approved, then what? What is the next step in the process? Well, first you want to call up the applicants and tell them that they have been approved for both the home and the lot. If you work in the types of parks that I do, high-end parks, Usually, the park manager will give the applicants a courtesy call to let them know they've been approved or not. But in this case, approved. If you've got a good relationship with the park manager, they will tell them to talk to you first to see next steps. So, you talk to the applicants over the phone and go over next steps. Well, first you need to get your paperwork in order, make copies of the keys, and get any smoke detectors you may need for the home before you meet them. This is a step I go over as it's important to have working smoke detectors in the home for insurance as well as safety purposes. And yes, we all test them in the home together. Now, from here, you can do things one of both ways. You can either get all of your paperwork together and then schedule the closing of the park paperwork on the same day as your paperwork, or you can have the applicants go to the park to do their own paperwork first. Then they can call you when they're ready to do your paperwork, give you the move-in fee, and receive the keys to the home. Either way works, and I've done both. As a side note, regarding the paperwork, I do have a closing document checklist in my book, Adventures in Mobile Homes, How I Got Started in Mobile Home Investing, and How You Can Too, if you'd like to check it out. I'll be sure to put a link here in the show notes. Getting back to it, in the beginning of my mobile home investing career, I used to do things the first way. I'd get all of the paperwork together, the keys made, the smoke detectors bought and installed, and we'd schedule everything all in the same day. We'd all meet at the office, meaning me, the applicants, and the park manager. And the applicants would do their paperwork for the park and the lot with the park manager while I waited, usually in another room. Now, why do I do the park paperwork before mine? Well, it just makes it easier. Most people, when they close on the home, They want to move in right away. But how could they if they still have to do the paperwork for the park? My rule and the park's rule is that they can only move in if they do the park paperwork first and it's worked. The last thing I want is people to move into my home and not do the park paperwork. Then I'd have issues. Getting back to it, once the park paperwork has all been done, then we'd go to the home to do my paperwork. Usually, the park paperwork doesn't take that long. The applicants already know what they have to do. And usually, the park manager will tell them what to bring to the closing for the signing of the paperwork. Usually, they have to bring a check or money order for a deposit for the lot. They will get it back upon move out if they ever decide to move the home out, though usually, They can't do this until they exercise their option to purchase the home and the home is titled in their name. Once the park paperwork is done, then we go to the home to do my paperwork for the home. This is where we test the smoke detectors. They do the walkthrough of the home to see if there's anything they notice where I let them test everything out. And then we all do the paperwork right there. Then they give me the move-in fee for the home and I give them the keys. So there you have it. The first part in this series about how to close on the home and the process involved once your applicants have been approved by the park. Remember, even though you've got applicants approved for the park and you have a good feeling about them, it's not a done deal until they've signed all of the paperwork required to live in the home and the park. They've given you their move-in fee. You've done the walk-through inspection with them for the home, including testing out the smoke alarms, and you give them the keys. From the time you set up the meeting to sign the paperwork with your applicant until the day you actually sign the paperwork for the home, you should continue to market the home. Take calls and keep your marketing materials, including any flyers or signs out there. Tell callers that there's an applicant approved for the home and the lot for the park to live there, but they haven't done all of the paperwork yet and the home is still available, until they do. This keeps your options open to other prospective buyers or renters. Because honestly, you never know what could happen. People change their minds, things come up, situations change, and when they do, you want to be prepared when that happens. Now that you know the first part of the process when it comes to closing the deal with buyers or renters, getting all the paperwork signed for the park, I'll go over the next step of the process in the next episode, where I talk about the walkthrough inspection and doing your own paperwork with the applicants for the home. So stay tuned. And if you need help in this area, definitely let me know. I do offer mentoring to those who need it. I'll put a link here with more information in the show notes if you're interested. So, what did you think? Did this episode help you as a mobile home investor? I hope so. If you've enjoyed the show and find value with it, please consider supporting the show. I've enjoyed this podcasting journey so far, and it's something that I've always wanted to do. I'll include a link in the show notes on how you can support me if you'd like to check it out. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes where I link up some of the resources mentioned here. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 30 And that is the number 30. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 30 And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with family, and friends. And be sure to follow me and subscribe. If you have some time, I'd love to hear your feedback through a short Apple podcast review. Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, aka Mobile Home Girl of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Thanks for tuning in.